All right, Ambush, and today we are rejoined by an incredible singer-songwriter. If you don't know, the last time he joined us, it was November 2019. So there's quite a few people who have joined us, uh, the Ambush, between now and then. So for those of you who don't know, this man has one of the most incredible voices I may have ever heard and since that conversation in 2020 he released an album entitled two-faced in 2021 he released an ep entitled the outer circle it is a six a track ep and it was recently nominated for a juno award for adult contemporary album of the year we are here to discuss exactly that with my guest here today one matthew v how's it going today matthew I'm doing so good. What a wonderful introduction. So I, I see that my mom called you and told you exactly what to say. All these wonderful compliments. I'm so happy that she she reached you in time. I'm really thrilled. Yes. Yeah. She put uh, you over really well and she said the cookies are in the mail. So, you okay, know, it's good. good. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. If, 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 there's, if there's any crumbs or broken pieces, let me know. I will have that rectified. Hey, hey <laughs> I, I'm okay with it. I'm sure I'll be able to make them work. You just pour those into the milk, right? Oh, smart <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly, you exactly. Know. You got to make it work. You got to make it work. The cookie's going to crumble anyway. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for the uh, kind words, man. Oh, my goodness. It is always an absolute pleasure to have you here on the show. And I am so very excited to do so, to uh, dive behind this incredible, uh, this incredible uh, monumental uh milestone in your career that's the word i was looking for uh the milestone here the juno awards it is the uh mecca of the canadian music um award scene so of course um i want to jump in right there what is it like to have your first nomination as an artist it's it's uh, it's like it's unbelievable it's something that like for me i had i have a little list of things on my phone that i'd like to happen at some point in my career which I'm hoping is going to be like this, this big, long thing. So I was like, I was like, Oh, that's probably one of the ones that like way, way, way later than now. And so the fact that it's, that has happened and that's something that I can carry with me for my entire career is such a huge honor. And it's, it's something that I'm really trying to like really, really sit in. I think that there's a lot of moments in just like in, in any industry and with life and this, this bit of a rat race that we set up that like, as soon as something happens, it's like, Oh, that's awesome. Okay, what's next? Like, like now I need two, or now I need three, and then it's like so. I'm, I'm I'm trying to really just allow myself to really sit in the fact that this is super cool, and I, you know, I've I've worked hard to kind of get to this point, and I'm I'm trying to really just let that marinate. <laughs> Absolutely, soaking it a little bit, right? Absolutely. All right. So, are you? Uh, I know that this is probably the first Juno session that we're actually going to have the full scale ability crowd, all of that. Are you going to be joining in for the festivities? Yes, I. Uh, so I just got back from LA like a, a few hours ago, and then I'm here for like two or three days, and then I'm, I'm I, mean, I have to go pick up my suit. Is getting tailored right now. But like if this afternoon, I'm going to go run and get that. Make sure it fits. Hopefully, I didn't eat too much in LA. Hopefully, everything <laughs> every everything fits. And uh, and then just in a few days from now, I head off to uh, Toronto to do the whole Juno week. I just got sent my calendar. It's looking pretty bonkers. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take one day at a time. Where people tell me to go, I'm gonna go, and uh, I, it, it's gonna be awesome. I'm really gonna try to soak in every moment and 
that find that happy medium of documenting things on my phone and also taking it in in real life. You know what I mean? That's walking a bit of a fine line there, but uh, I'm I'm so excited. I think like the world is excited. The industry is excited to have it again in person. So I'm just, it, it, it's going to be an awesome week. Hey, like you say, it's going to be hectic, but definitely got to take the time to smell those flowers for sure. Absolutely. Hey, I'm sure it is going to be an absolute spectacle. It's like you said, everybody is ready. They are waiting to get out inside of these crowds. I'm sure it is going to be a fantastic show. I'm jealous that I myself can't make it across the way, but I'm glad that you get to be there to uh, celebrate. Is there anything other than the actual show, other than the actual hustle and bustle, maybe seeing some old friends that maybe you're excited for here? Yeah. So it, it's, it's like, there's a full week of festivities for sure. Like there's the gala the evening before there's a bunch of like press and all this stuff that's happening, a bunch of like parties and stuff like that. But for me, it's like pre pandemic, I used to be in Toronto two weeks out of every month. Like I was always back and forth and this is gonna be my first time in like over two years that I've been in, that I had the, since I've been in Toronto. So I have so many good friends there. Like my best friend is out there. I'm going to be the, you know, in her wedding party at the end of June. I haven't seen her in two years. So it's like, we're, I'm, it's going to be really nice to catch up with, you know, my community there that I feel like I've been so far, like physically removed from these, these last few years and got members of my team out there. I think it's going to be a nice, like, uh, green light for me kind of getting my feet back on the ground in, in Toronto, or at least fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for sure. And it's fantastic. You get to see some uh, friends as well while you're out there. And one thing that I found was a kind of a cool little interesting fact is another one of the nominees inside of this category happens to be someone who produced three songs off of the outer circle. So what is it sort of like to go up against your producer in Luca Fogali? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in all honesty, I'm like, I, when I called him, I was like, dude, you got two chances here. You got two chances because if I win, you win. So I'm like, hear me out, hear me out. You just like throw me the towel, then we both win. You know what I mean? And <laughs> no, but it's it's awesome. Like Luca's ultimately like a, like a brother to me at this point. I owe so much of who I am as a musician to being to, to me being around him for the last seven years of our friendship and just being able to, to witness his craft. It's unlike something I've, 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 I've ever seen. And I think that I really studied that and I picked up a lot of that. And I think that a lot of the aspects that are, that, that I deem good about my music really come from him taking me under his wing and being willing to share his talent and his insight, just his friendship. And, I'm I'm so excited for him and I'm I'm really excited that we get to share this moment together. And uh I was listening to his like his record on the flight home last night, just like sobbing. So I mean, however this cookie crumbles, I'm I'm happy and I love everyone in, in our, our category this year. I, I like to think that I can call them all friends and I, I really think that there's no bad outcome here. It's uh rising tides raise all ships right exactly exactly hey hey perfect and of course like we mentioned this nomination does come for that album that ep the outer circle which has been out for about seven months now so of course we mentioned some of the difficulties some of not being able to be around people this ep was produced by like three different teams there's quite a bit of a 
work and time that went into it. So what exactly, uh, how did that all come together? Did you have to record some of it at home? Were you able to get inside of studios? What was it like for you? Yeah, so it was unlike any other project that I've made. And I think that I was really holding off on making music at the start of the pandemic because I was waiting for it to be over. And then I could go and I could do my thing the way that I do it. And I could go down to LA and I could make some songs there and I can travel wherever I had to travel to go and make a record and do some of it in Vancouver, et cetera, et cetera. And then the months went on and then a year went on. And I was like, okay, well, I, I'm impatient now. I can't just sit around my apartment and not do anything. So I recruited some of like the you know amazing talent that I knew that I wanted to work on this next project and had a lot of phone calls, a lot of voice notes back and forth, uh, a lot of Zoom calls. And we were able to like write the record, uh, ultimately sending things back and forth over, you know, cell phones. And then uh, I was able to get into the studio in Vancouver and record all the vocals here. And then everyone else recorded everything else elsewhere and lots of files back and forth. So it was, it was very different. It, it, to me, it was nice to know that in the future, I don't need to like pick up and go and, you know, and travel all the way over North, North America to make a record. But in turn, I also really enjoyed that. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, maybe I have to tell people, no, the Zoom really didn't work. I, I gotta, I gotta fly again. I gotta go see a new place and take a week vacation and maybe make, you know, you know, one or two songs. And it's also like, there's a really beautiful aspect of being able to go to a new place. And like, it's not work for me when I'm like in the studio, like talking with people that I really like respect and admire and, uh, you know, just making music together. Like anyone who's going to be making music, that's what they love to do too. And so uh, I think that there's a really beautiful like bonding experience and camaraderie, uh, com camaraderie that comes through that. But in turn, this project being the way that it had to be, I think that there's a beautiful camaraderie that came from that because some of the people that I made this record with, I have never met in person, but I feel such a such a such a close friendship with them. And I think that there's a a nod that we can give each other like, hey, we did something that technically we shouldn't have been able to do. And it turned out in a in a in a really cool way. So I, I wouldn't change it for anything. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm super proud of how it turned out. Hey, absolutely. As you should be. I mean, it's been getting that critical reception as well from the media from, uh, as we said, Juno nominated, but it's also been getting some uh, real good feedback from the fans as well. A lot of people uh, really connecting with these tracks. So what has it been like to uh, see these songs of you getting open and honest and just revealing yourself into the world, seeing that connect with your listeners? Absolutely. I mean, I think that like, that's the whole goal of what we're doing here is like, I just want to help people feel that like, what they're feeling or is is seen or that, you know, the thoughts and emotions that they have that like that they're able to latch on to that. Like for me, even listening to, to Luca's record last night, when I was flying home, it had been a long trip, I was very emotional. I was like, I just need a good cry. I'm like, I had the whole road to myself. I'm like, lights are off. I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna put this in and just get like really in my feelings about it. And I think even how I interpret his lyrics are probably way different than how he wrote them. But that's how I needed to receive them in that moment. And I think that that's the beauty of music. And like, however, people are gonna, people can take what they need from my music and leave what they don't want. And that's okay. And like, I'm fine with that. But if I can give someone what they need in that moment. I think music is a beautiful way of finding people in that in that space and kind of sees them as they are and people take take music as they as they need it in those moments. So 
it's it's beautiful to see that that's kind of landing in in, in certain aspects, and uh, that's kind of the the whole magic of making music for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, one hundred percent, because it's a uh, therapy in one aspect, but seeing uh, what your let's call them children do once they go out into the world, once they grow up a little bit, <laughs> is uh, wonderful, right? Absolutely. Hey, fantastic. And of course, earlier we talked about being able to uh, reconnect with some friends and otherwise. And one of the places that you were able to uh, get back to earlier this year, I believe just a month ago, maybe, maybe two months ago, I believe it was, was you got back to Vancouver. You got up into the Roxy. You played yourself a nice little show inside of your hometown. So what was it like to finally get back on the live stage inside of your own city. Oh, it was, it was strange, man. I was like trying to figure out, I was like, well, there was typically, I'm, I've never been nervous playing live. I always feel very confident. I feel like I know what I'm doing. And, uh, it was the first time that I was really like, you know, it's one thing to know that I can do it because I'm constantly doing it. And it's another thing to take two years off. Like the, that show in Vancouver was exactly the two year anniversary from my last show when everything shut down for the pandemic. So I was like, we got a two year timeline. I'm like, I feel like I can still do it, but I'm also probably fundamentally like a different person and a different singer now than I was two whole years ago after spending, you know, two years just singing in my shower or just singing in a studio. It's a very different experience. And so I was like, okay, fingers crossed, I can still pull this off. But it was, it was a really beautiful evening. And a hometown show is always great because you get to have, you know, friends and family and all that stuff come out too. So, and it was one of the first nights that I think that everything was like fully open in, in Canada. So people were like, they were excited to see a show, but they were excited just to get out for anything. So I think there was, there was a great energy and, uh, I would, I would love to just keep on that train. And, and, uh, I, I think that things are kind of going in that direction now, fingers crossed, knock on wood. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, it, it was a really beautiful, beautiful evening. I love to hear it. Love to hear it. And I can only imagine it was a, a quite a magical evening, as you said. A lot of people waiting to get out, enjoy themselves. Two years of uh, waiting, probably a little bit of nerves. Like you mentioned, it, can, can I still do this? But amazing to hear that it all came together for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, and of course, glad to hear that everybody had fun, that the energy was on point. And one thing that you've done with a couple of uh, recent singles has had some fun with it, too, is you've been releasing a couple uh, cover tracks. You did uh, one George Michael and one Shania Twain. So what's the thought behind uh, sort of taking the cover road recently here? Absolutely. Well, I think that like this last year, I coming out of the pandemic, I had so much free time when I wasn't touring. And I was like, what can I do with my time i was like how do i <laughs> what do i do I, I don't like free time and i did a bunch of like collaborations with djs and, and producers and different like uh, edm and dance genres and it was a super fun challenge for me and i think that when i set my mind to it i had like tr- i went into the studio and tracked a bunch of top lines and i was like maybe producers are gonna want these i don't know and i tracked like, uh, like 15 to 20 i think in the first week and they were all gone on the first night and I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should keep doing I'm like, if I have time, I should keep doing this. So I did. So we're just coming up on like uh, some of the, the last few of those pandemic dance tracks coming out soon, which I'm really excited about. But one of those happened to be a cover. And, and then for my own project, I did You're Still the One uh, by Shania Twain, who's one of my, like, my childhood. Like, I only listened to Shania Twain and Celine Dion growing up. That was it. And so um, 
it was really cool for me to like take my own spin on a Shania Twain song. And what I've loved doing now and in the past, I did it. One of my most successful songs is a cover of Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby. But I respect these, these women so much. And I know for a fact, I'm like, I cannot take on these songs in their style. I'm not going to try to do Mariah Carey like Mariah Carey because that would be a poor choice on my end. That would be very irresponsible. So uh, I like taking these songs that mean so much to me and seeing how they would sound in my voice and how I hear them, how I interpret those lyrics, because I think that how those songs hit me is and how I interpret those lyrics is probably different from how, you know, these women were singing them and writing them for themselves. So I think that that was a really beautiful moment for me to take some of my favorite songs and be like, you know, this feels more emotional to me personally. So how do I convey that and turn these songs into, into their own new thing? I have no interest on, on stepping on toes. Not that I could even think that I could step on their toes, (laughs) but no, I think that I definitely, uh, I tried to make them their own new song while still having that, you know, that nostalgia from these, these songs kind of raising me. Absolutely. Paying uh, homage and respect while giving your own twist to it. Absolutely. There we go. I'm, I'm going to take that. I'm going I'm to use that moving forward, okay? All right. Hey, <laughs> go right ahead. Go right ahead. It's perfectly all right with me, and I have had a fantastic time diving behind this latest EP, this new Juno nomination, all of these things. I have one last question for you here, Matthew. You ready for it? Yes, sir. Perfect. So, of course, earlier you mentioned there, you may have uh, be a little bit of a different songwriter or singer than you were two years ago than you are now. So, of course, what I would like to know is through these past two years, how has your time as an artist helped you to grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? Interesting. That's a really good question. And I think that I've been sitting with this as I've like had time to look over these these past few years and had time to just sit with my own thoughts, which isn't something that I like like to do or I had to do prior to this. So after being forced into my like timeout corner where I just had to really sit and like really take a step back and, and look at everything, I think that I realized that like the Matthew V at the start of my career and the Matthew V that I am now are two very different people. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that. We're always growing and changing and evolving and trying to like better ourselves as, as time goes on. But I think that the Matthew V that entered the industry was very much like focused on like fame and, and, and validation and like being able to, you know, prove to people that thought that I couldn't do it, that I could do it and prove to people that thought that I wasn't good, that I was. And I think as time has gone on, and as I've seen the industry and as I've been in the industry and I look around, it's like, I realize that all these milestones are wonderful and they're awesome things to check off your list. But with human instinct, like those things never stop. You know what I mean? If, if, if I'm in it to have everyone like me, it's a big world with a lot of different opinions out there. And I can't put weight in that. I really can't. It, it, what other people think about me isn't my business. And at the end of the day, all that I can do now, the Matthew view of today just really wants to make music that I'm proud of. I really want to like get into the studio every day, excited about what I'm doing. Cause I think that it's cool. And I think that I'm pushing myself rather than like, what do I think most people are going to like? And so I think that I've been able to take a bit of the power back from that. I'm, I'm really enjoying making music, like more so now than I ever have in the past. So I'm taking that as my gauge on, uh, you know, doing things right. And I think that in, in the pandemic, that shift kind of happened with the outer circle. 
And I think that it's funny that me taping, taking the, the shift away from results has led to like a Juno nomination, all these cool things. I'm trying to keep perspective on, on, on all of that as I, as I move forward. But um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm taking my, my compass is leading me in the direction of just uh, doing exactly what I want to do. And I think that that's benefited my personal life as well. Cause I'm gaining perspective on just like really appreciating the moment. The, the, the journey is the craft. Like if we put everything in, if we work towards an end result, that end result in reality is probably 10 seconds of, okay, cool. I have this. And then it's immediately what's next. And so knowing that it's the journey of getting from what's next to what's next. That's that, that's the actual bread and butter. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to live in that space. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's like we said, you've got a hectic week ahead of you and no matter what the end result is at that night of the Juno, You've got probably a future album coming on the way, maybe a tour. Who knows what the future holds? Probably all sorts of exciting things. But the best way to find out. Yes, I think that you have hit the uh, nose on the head with many of those things. I'll, I'll drop that there. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, thank you so much for your time and for your thoughtful questions, as always. I'm looking forward to checking in with you next time and seeing how things have grown. And uh, I just thank you so much for your time. Hey, absolutely. To those who want to keep up to dates with uh, the fact that he hinted towards there might be new things coming, <laughs> go ahead and follow Matthew V on your favorite social media, your favorite streaming platforms on YouTube, any way you want to connect with them, get it done there. And Matthew, thank you so very much for giving us your time. Once again, it is always incredible to connect with you and the pleasure all, all mine, my friend. Thank you so very much for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's always an absolute pleasure. Oh, Ambush, it is always a pleasure when Matthew V joins us here on the show and you can find Matthew's Juno-nominated EP, The Outer Circle, right now on your favorite music streaming service. You can also go ahead and connect with Matthew on your favorite social media. And I'm some well wishes. Tell him you're rooting for him here. This upcoming Juno weekend, I know we here at the DTP, the ambush, we're rooting. We got our fingers crossed for our boy, Matthew V, and really everybody who is nominated here at the Junos, because it is a celebration of Canadian music and culture. What's better than that? We also want to go ahead and thank Matthew one last time for joining us here today. We have to thank the amazing Jamie from over at Strut Entertainment for setting this interview up. The audio wizard known as German over at YPEditor.com for making it all sound so good. And you, The Ambush, for tuning on in because we couldn't do it without you. If you've yet to join up with The Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the show. And you can also help us by sharing this interview, giving us a five-star review, and by heading to our web store, deserttiger.shop. To copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere you go. Now we leave you with this. Go out, find your roar, and then let it out into the world. Let them know just how wondrous, powerful, and beautiful you and your roar are because you are all of these things and oh so much more. And until next time, am Bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast. <laughs>